You have now entered the world of the best friends squad. And when you have friends that are this best, you feel unstoppable. Unstoppable. So prepare to surrender to the power of friendship. Because we're going to take over the world. Like, actually, we are actually going to take over the world. Well, just, just look over there. When my friends and I stick together, there's nothing we can do. Shoot him in the head. Oh, Friendtopia, a dystopia around our friendship. Friendtopia, our manifesto is fun. Sing us out. I was hungry before, and but it is now past tense. I am no longer hungry. Pen bagger, Dave Glee. Pen Gregly. Gossip Girl. Spoiler. Gossip Girl. And again, I've been watching Gossip Girl. Watched oh, some still, the other day. You're still, still doing it. Yeah, for sure. I just, it's not super regular. It's just like whenever I feel like I pop on some more Gossip Girl. Have you watched Wednesday yet? I'm not going to get around to that. Um, but I watched some Gossip Girl and it's always so funny. There's two things that are very funny about Penn Badgley's character on TV's Gossip Girl. Say it. One is that he is cast as like the plain looking dorky guy, which is very funny. Yeah. Because he is arguably the most attractive person. Like, he's hotter than the hot guys. It's the Adam Brody casting. Big Adam Brody casting situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, you know, the, the, I, my favorite character on those respective shows. Uh, that's not true. Blair Waldorf is my favorite character on Gossip Girl. Obviously. But second, they live in, like, Dumbo. Like, his, like, Penn Badgley's family lives in, like, Dumbo. Yeah. And, and every other character on the show talks about it like they live in the woods <laughs> like they live in they live in the fucking sticks yeah. out of town which I, I which is a joke by the time they made the new new <clears throat> the new one everyone would live in brooklyn in new gossip girl i assume they live in dumbo again but it's like it's a different dumbo it's a like they're like dumbo. oh Dumbo's then like oh seven dumbo absolutely yeah same thing with sex in the city they're like brooklyn you're practically in the slums. I would never go out there. Whereas now, like the the culture of New York, at least in our circles, is such that it's like, no, you go at wherever, you go everywhere. It's not it's it's not one central location, and then like the favelas out in in Brooklyn and Queens. You go everything everywhere all at once. I do. I wish I could go to all five boroughs all at once. Could you imagine? Yeah. All the sights I could see. <laughs> Especially Staten Island. All the events. <laughs> My favorite borough with so much happening. I could go to all those cops' houses. <laughs> Here's a, we're in kind of a cop town over here. I see a lot of Blue Lives Matter stripes. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's what it is. I don't know. You're not going to be able to avoid it. There are unfortunately people that support the police everywhere. What have you been watching recently? That's a good question. Um, obviously, I've been watching a lot of films. Uh, I have been... Uh, like moving pictures? Yeah. They okay. they talk now, too. They have sound. The talkies? The talkies. I've been watching okay. some talkies. I know of those. Uh, absolutely. I've been watching, you know, I've, I, I, I my, my film bro credentials were in jeopardy because I've not been, I've, I had until very recently only seen one film by Jean-Luc Godard, master of the French uh, New Wave. Ah, oui. Ah, oui. Uh, Jean-Luc Godard. I had only seen Breathless because I went to film school. Oh, 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 oh. 
Come on, leave me breathless. Oh, okay. I was wondering yeah. where that was going. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, what is? What is it? Is there a song about Godard? Is there like a pop song about Godard? That, that yeah, I just it's did about not Godard. Know about? Okay, yeah. great. Um, but we're watching some of his uh, films just to like round out that filmography. A Which big spot for me. Uh, I watched Contempt uh, because there was a very hot lady on the on the front, and I was like, what a place to start. Uh, I watched Alphaville which is his, like, adaptation of, like, pulp 60s comics in this, like, far-flung galactic future. But the way he shoots, like, the galactic capital city, it is just 1960s Paris. They do (laughs) nothing to dress it up in any sort of different way. Everyone is wearing contemporary clothes to the time they made the movie. It's honestly a great bit. Uh, It's a really good shtick. Uh, I also recently watched A Woman is a Woman, which is sort of like if you shot a musical, but whenever someone was about to start singing a song you cut around it like everyone behaves as if they're in the dialogue scenes of a musical but they just cut around all the songs <laughs> like an edit of like no gay stuff you know what i mean so that was very fun it was a very fun movie as well those sound good they're good i would recommend them they're on the criterion channel mate a fun challenge would be like finding the right song to fit 100 percent. what was cut out from like standards in the way they do like you know like all that jazz where it's like they just took pre-existing songs mm-hmm. and put them in the musical mm-hmm. um just do that but a with jukebox. a woman is a woman but like a jukebox for like every song mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i think i think we could do it i think if we went back through that one was very like silly and very fun i enjoyed that one a lot uh, as far as tv uh, I've been rewatching Righteous Gemstones uh, with my girlfriend, who is does exist and is real, Kevin despite has, controversy. Kevin has a girlfriend, guys. Can you believe it, guys, gals, and I'm after the house. arc on this podcast <laughs> of uh, of really, you know, trying to to find various lawyers that I could that I could uh, become the kept man for. Marky Mark is not a lawyer, and I did this weekend sort yeah. of experience the 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 provisioned dream of like oh i woke up in the morning and i cooked us both breakfast and then uh i'm happy for you thank that you so roll much was thank out you of, so much i'm i am happy for you and she did like tidy up my room while i was cooking breakfast and i'm like i cook you clean is a great dynamic i'm loving this definitely um yeah so i've been rewatching righteous gemstones uh new ted lasso just dropped I'm waiting um, to watch that because I sure. don't have Apple Plus right now. So. Sure, so you're waiting until you can just do it all. Yeah. Completely understood in the streaming era. Uh, yeah. The premiere was interesting. I'm interested to see where they're going with this season. Uh, uh, what else? Oh, Party Down. Party Down. Is back and as good as ever. Unfortunately, only two episodes left of the season. Heartbreaking. That's a bummer. Tragic. It's a big bummer because like... It's really good. I'm enjoying it, yeah. It's really good. And, like, I got stars for this purpose. I've been watching, like, the weird movie collection on stars while I have it for another, like, three months or whatever. Because that, that was the trial period I signed up for. Because um, they got a lot of interesting stuff on there. Party Down's really good. And, unfortunately, like, we had to deal with only be having 20 episodes of Party Down for, like, 12 years. <laughs> and then we finally got more, and now it's, like, 26 total episodes of Party Down. It's just not enough. It's never enough. It's never enough, and it's really good. I think they nailed it. It's as, about as good of, like, a TV show revival as I've ever seen. One uh, piece of trivia that I thought was interesting is, I think... Go on. Go on. <laughs> With the trivia. With the trivia. You got it. Um, I know how jokes work. What's, what is her name? Nick Offerman's wife. Like Megan Mullally. Megan Mullally. So wife. Apparently, wife. Okay. They're official. <laughs> he put a ring on it. Oh, okay. Because they were like, they were just doing the like partner thing for a long time. Were they like, really? Yeah. And I was like, I'm down. Sure. 
Um, but Megan Mullally uh, said that, okay, this is through word of mouth. <laughs> My friend Abby, not a famous person, okay. told me that Megan Mullally had to convince Nick Offerman to do the gay role in The Last of Us. I don't remember uh, what the hangup was. I, it wasn't like a homophobic reason. No. I think it was more just like, I don't want to. I don't, I don't have permission to play this part or something like that. They got married in 2003. Okay, then I don't know why I thought they were just partners. Anyway, um... They've been Facebook official for, like, a long time. Since pre-Facebook. But I... What I thought was funny is that Nick Offerman played a Nazi, but had qualms about playing a gay person. And You I know, think well, there was, was like, a respect thing. Is that, like, you know, I, you, I've, I've heard a lot in queer circles about, like, Enough of not, you know, queer people playing queer characters. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're not gay, why are you playing a gay person? That's totally real. etc. Et and I think that's what he was worried about, speaking for a man I don't know. Uh, whereas, like, who cares if the Nazis feel respected? Yeah, that's that's what I thought. It was just a funny... But it is funny. It was to, to hear it so, like, close to each other. Like, I think I watched the episode close yeah. to when I was watching the last of it. It was, it was very funny. That was a really good episode of Party Down. I know we're just talking about how good this season of Party Down has been. But, like, the Nazi luncheon... The Nazi was luncheon. so funny, and and the, the shrooms episode. The shroom, I what's was funny fucking is great. Being a sober person, like it's sometimes not it for me to whatever. But that was for some reason that was while I had never did shrooms, it was exactly what it was like when I was high. Like everything wow. that was happening, <laughs> like high with weed, everything that was happening in the episode, I was like. This is what it was like. When Saxon is running around and like live streaming and like getting lost, that is, I do, that does sound like something that would have happened to you. And just being like snail, like, and like just focusing on like one word and that word, like, I don't, it was like a really funny, like yeah. improv. It looked like they had so much fun that day. They had so much fun filming on set, you know. And it's um, great to see Jennifer Garner doing shit like that, you know. Let me tell you, because we were all we were all bummed when we heard Lizzie Kaplan wasn't coming back for Party Down season three. And we were all bummed when we heard that J Lo and Ben Affleck were back together. I wasn't bummed. I said good for them. Good. I'm if glad. they're happy and they and they're married now, you know what I mean? Like they they made they made it official. I think it's beautiful that they came back to that later in life. You know what I mean? Great. I'm still team Jennifer Garner. Well, yeah, but I think, listen. Okay. Uh, when Jennifer Garner and I'm Ben listening. Affleck were, to, were together, I'm listening. Ben Affleck was going through some problems. Yes. Some very public substance abuse issues. Some very public depression issues. It doesn't seem like it would have been the best relationship to be the other half of. Totally. Now, she's remarried to what seems to be a very normal man. Who's this man? I don't know. A normal sort of <laughs> like not a not. I don't think she's married to a famo. Probably similar to. Uh, probably a man with like a business job. Or probably similar to the what is his name? Adam Scott. What's his name? Adam Scott from TV's Party Down. Yeah. Yeah, married to a woman named Naomi, not a famous you know producer or whatever like that. She seems to be very happy. She has her kids. She's happy. I think being Team Jennifer in this scenario was getting Jennifer Garner out of that relationship. And then Ben Affleck was on his own. He could heal. Now he's ready. He could be in a relationship with J-Lo. They both ended up happy. And Garner is great on this season. She's, she's so, so funny. She's, she's so, so She's so winning. And we haven't talked about um, James Marsden. James Marsden. Marsden. Showing up in the in the first couple episodes of this season. He's so hot and so he's never hot. aged. He really hasn't. He had that. He's got the Hollywood juice. You know what I mean? 
It's so weird because you would think that he would have booked and be in more things because of how hot and ageless he is. He's always working. He's working, but if you look at his IMDb stuff, it is not what you would expect. It's not A-list material. Obviously, he did Sonic 1 and Sonic 2 uh, as as human friend of Sonic. My apologies. Yes, of course. Uh, So, you know what? I mean, it's not the best part in the world playing uh, Officer Tom Wachowski, who is Sonic's friend slash adopted dad, but... Bet that check clears real No, nice. I'm sure he makes a lot of money. I'm surprised just based on his, like, specific look that he hasn't done. Like, he wasn't taken, like, to the Chris Pratt, to the, like, he wasn't totally. taken all the way totally. there. I mean, what, what I, what, what happened, I mean, very early on in, like, 2000, you know, when he is, like, just cusping as a young actor, he gets cast in the X-Men franchise. Yeah, I remember. But he gets saddled with the party pooper. It's not a good part. And and Cyclops. Cyclops. Cyclops is a great character in the comic books. In those movies, they just make him like the lamest spoil sport in the entire world. Like they really, it's not a fun characterization. Wolverine runs away with those movies because they underwrite every other part. And so he doesn't get any, he doesn't get any juice off of that. Um, he, uh, uh, obviously Brian Singer worked, liked working with him enough to put him in like Superman Returns, but like they never made any more of those. So like he, he, he has been in, the Hollywood picture for a long time. Obviously, he's the man who ends up with Liz Lemon at the end of 30 Rock, uh, which is an honor and a privilege. Enchanted. Enchanted. He's so fucking good in Enchanted. Yeah. Have we talked about Enchanted? Not in a minute. Enchanted? Rules. I know. It's really good. I'm always saying Amy Adams is incredible. James Marsden is incredible. It's a great movie. Idina Menzel, Patrick Dempsey. They're also good. Yeah. Those two are the stars for me, but I get you. No, no, but they're like in it. They're in it and they're in it to win it. Yeah. They're in it. They're in the film. That show did not, or that movie did not get enough at its time. It really did not. I mean, it was a big, big hit. They did recently make a sequel, but like, fuck if I'm going to watch that. <laughs> like, fuck if I'm going to watch Disenchanted. I mean, really, peace and love, peace and love to all who are in it and all who love it. But Disenchanted I just... is of Enchanted. Yeah, they like just made it like earlier this year or like late last year. They put out a sequel to Enchanted. Isn't Disenchanted that cartoon show? I'm seeing like a. Yeah, you're right. There is a Netflix show called Disenchanted. But is there, did they not also call the sequel to Enchanted Disenchanted? Weird. With Maya Rudolph as an evil queen, which again, sounds great. Wow. Yeah, that's Disenchanted. Yeah, it, they, they... I did not hear about this. You didn't hear about Disenchanted? No. Yeah. No. no one told you about this? No, I'm going to go watch that. Uh, For sure. It's on It's on Disney+. Plus. Oh, here's a killer. It's two hours long. Perfect. No, sequel to Enchanted should be a tight 90. What's Enchanted 1? Pause. Everyone hold your breath. <laughs> the first Enchanted, buck 47. So like 10 minutes shorter. Okay. There must uh, be... So yeah, you can go... I'm sorry no one told you about the sequel to Enchanted. The long-awaited sequel yeah, to Enchanted. I is... think... Amy Adams' character is a little evil. She gets like a spell that put tracks. on her, they're so like, she plays a baddie. They're like, you are, you know, an Academy Award nominated. Many times over. <laughs> you can probably do a little twist. <laughs> you can probably play an evil queen, which is a role that only the top, the top brass <laughs> actor is capable of playing. <laughs> playing multiple levels of really good princess and really evil queen. We can probably give you a twist on the ingenue. Like twist! she can probably handle it. <laughs> yeah, I think Amy Adams might be unfortunately out of her ingenue era. Aww. She is in her forties. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think I think the ingenue period it, it elapses for everyone. The ingenue window doesn't stay open forever. Did you see sharp objects? No. I saw pieces of sharp objects. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Sharp fragments. Nice. Yeah. Sharp edges of my glass. Um, you know what was pretty edgy? These episodes of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yep. Nice. Speaking of ingenues. Yep. Like from the theme song. Uh, yeah, we watched a couple episodes of Crazy Ex. A couple of weird ones. A couple, couple of oddball you thought, episodes. You thought these were pretty strange. The first one was really strange. It has always been a strange episode to me. The Burning Man? One of, yeah, The Burning Man. Maybe it's just like, listen, not all things are for all people. You tell me about a big Burning Man style festival, I go, honk shoe, honk shoe, I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> I'm going tracks. to bed. You know, and, and so that's not crazy for me. And then like drug trips... In movies, I'm always, like, bored to tears. Or it's like, oh, you're on a wacky drug trip. I don't know where you're going with this. Booksmart? Party down. Yeah, but they didn't do the drug trip. Like, I'm seeing crazy things. Oh, like, change the style. A squirrel is talking to me. I think that was actually smart of them. For sure. That would break the reality of Party Down. That they didn't do the... Yeah, Party Down has never... Like, they have a very uniform visual style of Party Down, and they've never deviated from it. Yeah. And I think that would have supremely broken the the structure of it. Yeah. Yeah, so don't like drug trips in, because they're always boring, and they're like, look at all this wacky shit, and I'm like, it's the same shit that everyone's been putting in movies for, like, 50 years. Like, there's, there's nothing new you can do with the drug trip. Don't care about Burning Man, and uh, what else is happening? Oh, and everyone's being, like, a little baby about their, like, relationship or whatever. Like, Daryl's being a big, big baby about, like, the fact that his boyfriend has dated other people before. And I'm like, come on, everyone. <laughs> also, they say Josh Chan, like, too a much. A thousand, like, thousand, thousand times. And they, they're naming it, but they're still doing it. And by that point, it's like, please, 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 can we move on? Please. Just anything else. They're establishing this girl thing, but, like, the hijinks of it all, it's, like, quite a stretch it's quite a stretch uh so yeah to 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 summarize at the end of you know the previous episode uh, rebecca and heather had seen valencia getting some donuts and they're like what's going on we haven't seen valencia this whole season and now she's eating donuts that's so on valencia and then more like fat references again. a lot of weight references very yeah. obsessed with the weight yeah rebecca constantly making comments about valencia's weight yep um you know in a way that simply feels disrespectful yeah <laughs> whether you're complimenting someone or not it's like okay enough yeah um, it's obsessive rebecca was kind of really pushing some lines in in this episode specifically. oh yeah oh yeah uh let's see what and so uh she convinces uh valencia to go to dairy queen like you would like you would cartoonishly trick a fat person to go to dairy queen she then uh instead of going to dairy queen uh drives out to the middle of the desert to a festival a burning man style festival I just, I feel like we're taking some real allowances with TV structure here that Valencia did not, like, demand to be let out of the car as soon as she found out she was not going where they thought they were going, that she was cool with it all the way out to the desert, emerged out of the car, not even a little mad, really, just, like, a little annoyed, whereas, like, if someone told me we were going to DQ to get some blizzards, to get some chicken strips, and you instead took me out to the middle of the desert, I would say I'll be pissed. I saw that you watched Waiting for Guffman recently. I did. 
where my, Parker Posey works at the DQ. My favorite Dairy Queen reference it's, in all of media. I don't think there's a better one. Obviously. What could possibly be a better one? Whenever you than, say Dairy Queen now, it's Parker Posey. Parker Posey talking about, like, people come through, they just get some Cokes. Yeah. I always got a home at the DQ. <laughs> Have you seen, had you seen, you've, you'd seen Waiting for Guffman? No. Really? Because that's one of my favorite movies. First time, first time. I'd seen Best in Show. Yeah. And I'd seen Mascots, the Netflix original Christopher Guest film, where he reprises that character very briefly. Yeah. It's not good. It's really bad. Yeah, I know. Uh, but I'd never seen Waiting for Guffman. What about Spinal Tap? I have seen that. Yeah. That was a Rob Reiner joint, but Christopher Guest is in it. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's I've seen similar, Final Tap many times. I've seen Best in Show a number of times. Yeah. I've never seen A Mighty Wind. Yeah. Gotta I, get on that. I think I need to, like, revisit that one. Maybe but we'll rent it sometime. Waiting for Guffman's one. Of, yeah, from Blockbuster. Yeah, for sure. Waiting for Guffman is one of my favorites because we are famously from Missouri. And it, like, is speaking to a very specific, like... 100%. Missouri. From Blaine, Missouri. Yeah. Community theater. And just, like... The early two thousands of it all was very hundred percent, yeah. And the Murray, the Missouri self interest, the Missouri self aggrandization of this place that has nothing and has never amounted to anything. Uh, apologies to my friends and fam in Missouri, um, but it, yeah, a really good, funny movie. I surprisingly, love, I love and very, very early Parker Posey too. Absolutely, so young, so little, so young. Um, what a baby. Back to <laughs> the Dairy Queen. All I remember from that episode is they pee on stuff. They pee on some electrical equipment it after feels... Josh fixes the sound system at Electric Mesa or whatever whatever made up name they called it. It feels really gay. The whole episode felt really gay between Rebecca and Valencia. It, I know it was supposed to be like a obsessive girl crush thing, but it, it felt it was very queer to me. No, they she kept... Again, constant comments about, like, another person's body and then, like, referring to, like, how hot they were looking. It was just, like, it was a lot. And that's that's pretty standard practice in comedy these days, I think, is to have, like, female characters, like, definitely insinuate that they want to kiss oh, without the, ever vocalizing it. Was that the Roxanne Gay episode where she just kept, like, Mentioning quoting, Roxanne Gay, like, three or four times. Yeah, yeah like, quoting essays. She was basically just, like, kind of, like chat gpt of like feminism she was like what's feminism and then her lines were just that does feel a rebecca does that a lot rebecca definitely feels almost like like a chat gpt of like a white feminist of like in the next episode when she's like we're like a girl group like ruth bader ginsburg sonia sotomayor and a third person yeah uh whose name escapes me like it's just very like we've talked about her being almost a parody of white feminism before but yes a, a chat gpt of white feminism is even more apt. Yeah, I feel like it, because I've been fucking around with ChatGPT, I feel like it could have written uh, some of the scenes in this episode pretty pretty identically. 100%. Um, as far as music in this episode, Josh uh, sings a little Jason Mraz, Jack Johnson sort of pastiche about oh, being funny. alone with his thoughts. That one was pretty charming, I actually. Liked I like the little cartoons. I lulled, laughed out loud. Yeah, I think, I think Vince does a great job. Uh, do you remember, uh, when Jason Mraz put out a reggae album? I think I listened to it. What, what are some of the songs? Uh, let's, let's look it up. Now, this, this is, of course, uh, a, a very early quarantine project for Jason Mraz. You know, no. he's whiling away the hours. No, I did not, uh. Oh, you didn't, you're not listening to new Mraz? No. <laughs> you're not. You're no, I thought you were talking about, like. Oh, no. 
2009 or something. Oh, no. Starbucks. Um, I am talking about the 2020 album Look for the Good. So I'm loving where this is going. This is Jason Mraz's reggae album. I I will remind you. Jason Mraz is the whitest I know, person to I know ever I know. live. I'll remind our a, audience. He wears a fedora. He wears the fedora hat. And not in a Bruno Mars way, but in a completely He wears the fedora hat like comes up in this episode. Yes. When Paula and Sunil are breaking into that bro's house. Uh, anyway, this is Jason Mraz's reggae album. Look for the good in everything. Wait for it. Look for the people who will set your soul free. It always seems impossible until it's done. Look for the good in everyone. the steel drums, Jason. I know you have them. It kind of just feels like I'm in Florida. Oh, this song is called Good Old Days. D-A-Z-E. You know this default cell phone ring that Uh, comes with your phone? (laughs) Did he sample the default cell phone setting? Hey, it was quarantine. Oh, this one has Tiffany Haddish in it. This one has Tiffany Haddish. It's inclusive. The Odyssey on Cat's face right now, <laughs> taking me through so many emotions. I'm just fascinated by what called Tiffany to this project. <laughs> like not computing i'm missing something how tiffany haddish got, got involved in got this involved. yeah oh to be a fly on the wall <laughs> when they're putting in those conference calls there's some hey, tiffany we'd love to have you on this project there's some personal life experience that is missing for me like maybe jason mraz like saved her life yeah was, like, like tiffany haddish was drowning and jason mraz like, was boating by or like godfather of her children or her sister is dating his brother i don't know oh yeah yeah yeah. maybe they're neighbors could be and during quarantine you know like you make friends with your neighbors but you didn't get too close no and then they recorded from a distance using that fancy microphone setup situation i'm gonna i'm gonna try to find uh tiffany's contribution god i hate this um oh I found it. <laughs> this is the Black Lives Matter rap on the Jason Mraz song. No. Oh. Oh. Uh. I love Jason She's great. You do you, and I do me. Together we make harmony. Oh, God. This is what I remember of Jason this era. Uh, 
You're in middle school. You're feeling fresh. <laughs> you you lick your fingers and smooth back your eyebrows. You put on your first fedora <laughs> and you go to the eighth grade dance. In my defense, I've always hated Jason Mraz, and I just feel justified now. That's why I feel bad for Tiffany. I like Tiffany. I know, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You smirch Tiffany in your mind. Just ooh, a little, a little asterisk there. That was nothing to me. You know what I mean? When you hear a song, you're like, "This isn't anything." The reggae. The song you just played. Oh. The reggae is at least like heinous. Yeah. You know what I mean? The song, the song you just played was was nothing. The reggae sounded like an SNL skit. <laughs> Exactly, it sounded bad. Where, like, Tiffany Haddish was, like, the guest, the guest host. Yeah, yeah, this was the Lonely Island pastiche that they were doing, right? Yeah. Lonely Island tricked Jason Mraz into being a self-parody. Oh, you had me watch Pop Star, Never Pop the Stars. I did. And yeah. what, a, what a funny, great film. It was cute. What a delightful, funny film. I like it. Now, and you, after we finished it, had said that actually you had seen it previously and you didn't realize. Correct. Okay. There's a good chance that I saw it the first six months of the pandemic and anything I saw during that time. Gone. Gone. 86. Yeah. 86 at the old noggin. But yeah, Popstar, one of my one of my favorite comedies of the last 10 years. He's funny. He's a funny show. Anyway, uh, yeah, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, this, this episode, it, it's, it, it falls through my fingers like the sand at Electric Mesa. Slipping through my fingers Daryl all the time. gets mad because he, Josh, white Josh. Runs into one of his exes, and he's another old guy like Daryl, and Daryl's upset because he's like, "What? You just like dating dating old guys?" That was dumb. It was dumb. It was and dumb. I get it's an episode about like your own personal insecurities leaking out or whatever, but like, I just you're you're a grown man, Daryl. Yeah, and you have a grown man boyfriend. They've dated people before, and people have preferences when they date. Yeah, it was a kind of a weird date take because it's like would you be would you be like oh you like old men if it was a younger girl that he was to, i don't know i it don't was, know it was a weird it, it was, was weird it was a weird i take. did like the resolution though i thought their conversation at the end where you know after after josh is doing the crunches or whatever oh yeah and they talk about like you know he's like i don't feel like you respect me like you treat me i feel like you treat me like a young man like a young child Mm. Daryl was like, I'm sorry I've treated you this way. That's the only time where anybody is like remotely adult in the entire episode. What was the other song besides? Uh, it was the ballet. It was the dream ballet, which was... is a, a pastiche of previous songs like woven together. I'm not using the word pastiche right in that case. Yeah. You like that. That's your word today. But yeah. <laughs> but in that instance, it was incorrect. It, I feel like that dream ballet is why you're like, this is a weird episode. Yeah, that never does it because that's the, the big. It's just like nonsense imagery in a drug trip format. Like it's just no thank you. Yeah. No thank you. Fantasia. <laughs> Fuck Fantasia. I guess yeah, it was kind of Fantasia with the ballet. It was kind of big Fantasia. Yeah. And you know what? Even a hippo with like a a, a, a tutu couldn't have saved that. <laughs> Even a ballet hippo. I yeah. Even if you cut up a big broom and it became a thousand brooms, that just I don't I just don't think like it would be there. The juice. That was another one where I was like, are they saving money? But then I was like, I guess they're doing this whole festival, which like... That's probably very is. expensive, yeah. So are they saving money on the like shooting in studio? I feel like them? they had no time to film the music videos of this week. Yeah. Because like Josh's is like 
you ran three cameras at the same time while he was doing that. And honestly, like, respect. I think that's a great way for a TV show to do its musical numbers. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they wasted all that time on the Dream Ballet. Which was silly. It was silly. I don't know. But it also, like, there was no, like, really profound realization at the end of it. You know, this just kind of feels, like, pointless to me. Yeah. I guess it bonded Rebecca and Valencia. But I don't know. I feel like there are other ways we could have done that. Yeah, you don't need to, like, drug trip to bond. Yeah. You don't need to get a, a, a British trans girl's drugged up water. Right. I didn't even feel like she had an accent. But, yeah, that was fun. It was... It felt strangely placed for the episode. I was like, is this intention? Are they trying to be, like, super radical with, like, the Roxanne Gay and then having, like, a trans woman as the, like, bartender? Because, yeah, I don't know. She was cool, though. I don't know who she is. I I think the first time I watched it, I recognized her from something, like, back Mm. in the day. But I was straight back then, so I can't place it. (laughs) Can't. I don't remember nothing from my straight days. (laughs) The way that I, like, categorized people was so different back then. Sure is. Your life, your existence is different now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Moving on? Sure. <laughs> Moving on this bike? This might be a very short... Wait, keys. There was a moment. Oh, I'm so sorry <laughs> that we almost forgot about the keys. <laughs> I just... I'm so sorry to do that to you. I cannot believe that I forgot this. No, I forgot. Um, Because it was... A- when Rebecca and Valencia... <laughs> are peeing on the electric equipment that Josh brought to sort of mark their territory. Some keys hit the floor. Yeah. And Valencia says, oh, you were keeping your keys in your underwear. And Rebecca says, yeah, I was keeping them in my underwear. Um, Which insinuated to me, and I assume to you as well, that she was keeping her keys in her vagina. Now, I've never had a vagina. At this time, I'm not planning on it. I assumed that keeping an entire set of keys up there would not be comfortable, would perhaps even be painful. Mm-hmm. Kat, do you want to take it from here? So, yeah. So then at the end of the episode, uh, Kevin voiced this and I said, I don't know. I don't think it would be painful, but I think it would be uncomfortable. But I know you could do it. I think it's like a, I think like I could kind of, I could, I could visualize how it would be. And then I was like, Kevin, I'm going to do this. And you're like, you don't have to do this. (laughs) Because I want to be very clear. I did not not encourage this in any way. (laughs) And then I spent many minutes trying to rearrange my keys on different key rings so that the keys that were electronic, like my car keys, weren't going to go up into my vagina. But the keys, like the regular metal keys, were, but I didn't want it to be one key. I wanted it to be at least two on a carabiner so that it felt like a whole ring set of keys. Of keys. Ring of keys. And we made jokes about a ring of keys, haha, like fun home, haha, janitor, like a ring of keys, whatever. But I wanted to be realistic. I didn't want to puncture anything for real up there, but I did want to. Yeah, for sure. As a goof. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't worth it for the bit. Like I was kind of, we lived close to a hospital, so I was kind of running through like, okay, if I go too far with this bit, this is going to be a terrible. What's the escape route? What's the, what's your, what's your, what's your birth plan? This is going to be a terrible visit to the ER and really embarrassing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then I was like, 
but I, I just kind of needed to explore this because I was having a, I was having like a weird day, and I think I just needed mm-hmm. to do something a little kooky, a little kooky, <laughs> a little wacky. And so, in between episode one and episode two, we made some taquitos, and mm-hmm. we uh, no, that's some popcorn. not true. Yes, we made some popcorn. But is this is true? all post keys. This is post keys, and I, <laughs> you know, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually not post keys. No. Because halfway through the second episode of Crazy Ex Girlfriend I really thought you, you knew this. I you thought I said, I thought I communicated this to you and that was the funny part. I thought like no, you were just like, Wow I thought, and then you just let it go and I was like, Huh, I guess these are I just gonna be was, up here until I think of something funnier. No, I thought <laughs> you put them up there, they came right back up. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. No, no, no. So I arranged the keys in a particular way, and then I spent about five minutes in the bathroom, maybe longer, squishing them up there, and <laughs> and uh, and I it was so yeah. So originally I tried to do like one and then another one and then like put the carabiner, and I was using the carabiner. The kind carabiner. Of, I was using the carabiner. You put a carabiner. Yeah, that one. It's hanging. I, <laughs> it's drying. It's hung up like laundry. I used the carabiner like a tampon string. So mm, I did one very key. Very clever, very smart. Very yeah, smart. I did one key and then I was like, ah, this feels like it might actually oh. like scoop something out it's not supposed to. And then I was like, haha, I'm going to prove to Kevin who did not challenge me in this way. I that, like you, of that, course. And then I was going to like bring up like, oh, like, you know, people give birth out of these. I should be able to shove some keys up there. That That's a one-to-one. <laughs> so I put one key up and then I tried the other key and it was hard to get the angles. Then I decided to put them together to make it more like girthy. So it was like two keys at once instead of like key key. It was like keys together in. But then I was yeah. afraid it would like pinch the skin in between it. And I was like, right. I hope that doesn't happen. You don't want that. So I pushed it. And then I it angled it, and then the carabiner. I couldn't get the carabiner all the way in without it pushing all the way out, because because then my body started being like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Hey. And so it was kind of fighting against me putting the keys in. It was trying to push them out at the same time, and then there were these like I'm picturing like the Osmosis Jones like <laughs> city inside your body, like this is Defcon, like the rushing forces <laughs> to the to the base. Or, like the mayor is sitting in your brain going like, "What the." But I think the part that I enjoyed the most was, like, the noises that way. There was very ASMR quality about it. There was, like... There you should like have a... uploaded that that audio and just be like, oh, uh, eating ASMR. Like, no one would know except for you. Like, no one would know. He's up the pussy. <laughs> I would do it for OnlyFans, for real. Um, hey, listeners, reach out if that's something that's interesting to you. Uh, now I know. Cat so, accepts money. So then I came in and I was so proud of myself. I was like, yeah, like my keys are in my coot. I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to watch this next episode. And like, Kevin's going to think it's funny. And like, it didn't seem like you thought it was that funny. I guess that you re- I realized it was because you didn't think they were still up there. I didn't there. think they were still up there. I so then I was just like, okay, I'll find a way to make this funny later. Like maybe in the way that I like remove them or whatever. Then about <laughs> halfway through the episode... That's you, like, I, sneeze and they fly out. <laughs> that's what I did to Kevin. I'm like, I think I'm good. And the reason that I thought I was good is there, 
there was a temperature change no. in my in my coot that was happening. There was some sort of like you're hot and you're cold. You're just, you know chemical reaction mm-hmm. to the metal. Maybe mm-hmm. there was there was something. My body <laughs> was keeping score. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, what what did we say about our boundary about doing this? We're not going to the ER. So then I was like, okay, time to remove them. And then that was when it was revealed to Kevin that they had been there the they whole time. They had been there the whole time. We'd watched half an episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend while, yeah. they were, while they were up there, while they were rocking. I knew I could because I enjoy, like, the butt plugs with the little, like, gem on the end. So I was like, this is going to be kind of like that. It wasn't as comfortable. No. <laughs> it was, was it? It's definitely not as comfortable as no. uh, butt plug is. Well, probably because of all the sharp ridges. Yeah, probably and... all the points and all the <laughs> yeah the non the non pleasing shaped. Uh, the keys are not dick shaped actually. They're not meant to. They're not meant. No, they're not pleasure objects. Not to open up like a chastity belt. <laughs> Someday in a couple days you're gonna like touch your keys and be like, why is this sticky? Oh right. I did rinse them. Yeah, but like you know sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes there's a little residue left. You might need a couple rinses. You know what I mean? Yeah. You might not be done. That's true. Yeah. And I, they definitely had, like, I was curious what the smell would be like after, too. I was pussy. curious. But with metal. Like. Oxidized. It was pussy. Like an oxidized. Yeah. And it was, it was interesting. It was an interesting, was interesting. smell. Sometimes. You know, I didn't make Kevin smell it. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, smell my keys. <laughs> Hey, bro, smell my <laughs> Guess what I did last night? Uh, sometimes I won. So we do these episodes, and I'm like, oh, what clip am I going to pull? It's like a little teaser to get you to subscribe to Patreon. This episode has never been more clear what the bit, what the, what the clip is going to be. <laughs> I don't know after hearing that, though, if you're like, is there more to say than that? Well, like, there's that a whole is... episode of Crazy Girlfriends around again. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. This is for the fans. I stuck keys up there for no reason. This is so only don't, for the fans. Don't ever don't say, say it. You're, you're not committed to, <laughs> to, to the pod life. I want fame so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm in an audio format going to talk about this is like that time <laughs> on the Puffin Publishing Podcast when Vern ate a spicy pepper in an audio-only form. <laughs> and and, and, and he, he listened back to me later and was like, oh, it doesn't read. But like, yeah, it does. It you just read. go, ah. <laughs> oh, ah. And I was like, oh, I had hot. to... Uh, I had to, like, leap in before he did it. I'm like, audience, to be clear, like, he was eating a spicy pepper. <laughs> Well, yeah, so then after that, um, we made taquitos and, and... For sure. Between and, watch and record. Yeah. We had some We had some grub. Oh, that's when that happened. That's yeah. what I thought, because I was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like keys and food wasn't in the same no. era. Yeah, no. You dropped your keys in the popcorn. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I did kind of want to push them out and then have them hit the floor somehow. <laughs> I could, mean, that'd be, that'd be a good bit. I was also afraid that it would, like splash into the toilet while I was trying to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be really bad if the keys were in the toilet. <laughs> that would, that would, everything else has been fine. So. <laughs> that'd be really bad and if hygienic. the keys were in the toilet. At yeah. least it went in that order of operations. Mm-hmm. You don't want toilet, keys, toilet, toilet first. keys in, yeah, yeah. pussy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't let, let this be a health lesson for all you kids out there. You don't want the toilet keys in the pussy. In the pussy. And now I did it so you don't have to. <laughs> Episode uh, two. Adulthood's fun. Episode two. Of um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You got a, you got a little you got a little speck on one of your one of your eyelashes. You got like what kind little, of speck? I don't know. Like maybe it was some nutritional yeast or something. It does kind of look like that. Yeah. So maybe you got some damn yeast in your eye. Um, At least it's not in my. So episode two. Maybe later. Uh, uh, Rebecca. Valencia and Heather, they form a new girl group and they're excited about it. They form, in fact, a friend Topia uh, in a fun little Spice Girls number. Oh, that's actually one of my favorite songs so really? far. Yeah. Okay. So far, it's one of my favorite songs. I think it's fun. It doesn't, there's just something about it like musically that doesn't like fully work for me, but I think it's fun number. They love Hocus Pocus, etc. Yeah, I lo- I really liked that song. This was during... It doesn't sound that much like Spice Girls though. No, it doesn't. And that's what they're doing. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe that's the maybe that's where it doesn't connect for me. Yeah, it's not really giving Spice Girls tonally, but then they're doing a Spice Girls vibe. Like they're obviously dressed like Spice Girls. Like they're referencing and they're doing the accents like Spice Girls. And they keep doing uh zig zig <sighs> Yeah. But the song isn't really anything like it. No, as someone who did recently watch Spice World for the first time yeah. and podcast about it and had a great time. Yeah. What's the concept of that? So like your babies watching. We watch podcast. movies for babies. We watch movies for children or or people with child minds. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did like Spice World when I was a child. Yeah, it's great. I think it's still good, but like it was aimed at like a child audience. Alan Cumming. Yeah, Alan Cumming, not the same as he is in Josie and the Pussycats. It's a very restrained role for him, which I think was a was a mistake. Yeah, he's got... Not that he could have known. In 1997, I don't think Alan Cumming was, was you know, like a big star or anything like that. Yeah, he was just... Pre-X-Men. Yeah, and Spy Kids. And Spy Kids. Uh, he, was no, he was not Floop just yet. I he rec- had no Fooglies. I recently watched the Floop video of the song, the Floop oh. song. And it, oh, like where you dreamed a dream? Yeah. Yeah. And it really, it really holds. It and sure, holds over time. Sure it holds over time. Those thumb thumbs. Still work. Do you remember the sexy female nurse thumb thumb? No. Where it's made out of like skin. It's not, she's not, okay. So it's like one of these ways where like we've really done something to the female body where like we can't even let like the female nurse thumb thumb be made out of thumbs. She has to be made out of like pinky fingers with red fingernail polish. Oh, that's silly. What? Do we as humans have no limit to what we can try and make sexier? Do you know what we mean? We don't. We don't have we a limit. We really don't. Yeah. I, unfortunately, um, my body dysmorphia has become, like, kind of seeing myself as a thumb-thumb. I brought mm-hmm. it up in therapy once, and I was like, I feel kind of like a thumb. And she, she looked so sad for a second. Oh. I was like, uh, I don't know. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like a thumb thumb. Like, I get it. Like, I get thumb, you know? I get thumb, you know? I get the thumb life. Absolutely. It predated Minions. I think thumb thumbs walked so Minions could run. Wow. That's interesting. It's very, I feel like it's a different sort of animal, but a similarly, like, nonverbal sort of beast. Yeah. I was having a conversation, back to the sexualizing everything. Yes, thank you. I was having a conversation, because we were talking about, like, stepkid porn and shit Rampant. Like that. And it was like, why? And then the conversation was like, well, like, white people have run out of things that are, like, taboo. And so, oh, cannibalism and, right. and incest are, like, all It's all, all we have left. left. Yeah. yeah. We've done, like, bestiality for a while. We've done, like, yeah. so much. We've yeah. done it all. <laughs> yeah, the There's f- nothing so exotic anymore. Yeah. As stepbrother. Help me stepbrother. Mm-hmm. In the, in the laundry. But I also think that's part of, like, it's just, like, 
there's also like a you're in the same house it kind of gives like a summer camp like it's just i feel like quarantine did really like up the up the help me step brother sort of quotient yeah because you want to be stuck in a house with with someone hot i think i want to i want to be stuck in a house with someone hot every day it adds drama if it's someone you're you're not supposed to be fucking who's in the house yeah it's very nice monster in the house but sexy the, the ultimate fantasy, the <laughs> ultimate dream. That's basically horror, right? I mean, it, to a certain extent, yeah. That's why it titillates us in a different way. Tit. <laughs> <laughs> tit. <laughs> you said tit. <laughs> sure did. Uh, well, speaking of titillating, I mean, what an episode. Uh, uh, of course, uh, you have Karen in a skin-tight leather outfit. We finally... <laughs> get some karen payoff i hated karen this whole ride as you all know as As my dear listeners who know i would ride or die for you put a key up my coop for you (laughs) for your entertainment and taint and (laughs) and uh i hate karen and you know that and now i like karen now i don't like her like i don't know if i'll like her next episode but this episode they finally give her something to do, something to work with, some meat on the bone. She gets to be creepy but sexy. I just love it. I love it. I love what she did. What she gave. And I knew where it was going. Love and was an excited. MLM. Yeah. I love an MLM. When it's uh, you done really well. You really do. Yeah. I, when it's done well, I love an MLM. You love a Mary Kay. Yeah. Which we still haven't watched. Chopped and Gorgeous. But. One of these days. Love an MLM. MLM. <laughs> And women loving women. So WL. WLW, MLM. Yeah. WCW. CW. World Championship Wrestling. (laughs) I love the CW where they are the craziest girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, Did you like Karen? No, it still didn't work for me. <laughs> okay. um, the bit still didn't work for me. I, You know where it's going the second that it is introduced. And I don't know, just seeing someone like eat lube is just like not... Oh, my brand gross. of humor that was yeah, fucking I hated nasty that. but i thought it was clever when she spit it in her hand and she couldn't open and she door. kept it and then she couldn't open that the was door. a good bit i was me. waiting for a payoff on that you know what i mean i was waiting for like someone else to try and open the door and it oh, like being that would have been luby that would have been a good payoff the, I, I got some notes about this episode that aired <laughs> like eight years ago the rest of the episode though was um pretty stupid and uh <laughs> What do we what do we got in this one? Oh, Trent. Trent is back. Oh, I love the Trent. Trent is fun. I really like Trent. It's such a awkward role and it's sure such is. a it's a hard to it's hard to pull off and I think they did a good job. There's something it. very like charming and silly about him. It's the only way it's not like just like completely terrifying the whole time, right? Yeah. It's like on the delicate knife's edge of this performance. Yeah. And um, we were saying that he is literally in action just like Rebecca. So yes, if we think different. he's really creepy, like she is too. We're just like applying this like sort of like protagonist ne- lens. And, we are sympathetic to Rebecca. Yeah, and like the male serial killer like like fear around a guy like that absolutely it's interesting that it's like literally rebecca is exactly the same and we've just been like following her arc the different perspectives we have on male stalking versus female stalking i think is also like profound in this is that like usually when you when you watch something and someone has a female stalker it is almost always played for like 
laughs like oh there's this crazy lady that follows me around and she's probably gonna like get hurt you know like wayne's world or, or any number of stuff like that yeah whereas like even when a male stalker plotline is played for laughs there's always still an element of like danger or grossness to it do you know what i mean yeah um when someone has like oh the pervy guy that lives next door didn't like friends have like a pervy guy that lived next door or something the naked guy. um oh was it the naked guy i'm, I'm probably conflating a couple things but it's, it's played in such a different way and it's treated with such a different level of danger yeah. um, that it just, I don't know. It's just something that we, that we see because you're right. And, and you were right to point this out that like, if this had been a show that starred Trent and he did exactly the same stuff, we would probably be sympathetic to him in a way that we are to Rebecca. Or at yeah. least if we are sympathetic to Rebecca, we got to be sympathetic to Trent because he hasn't done anything. Yeah. He's done the exact same. Exactly, done the exact same thing. And I was like, "Oh, is he gonna get a song where he sings about like moving to?" And then you like gave me a look, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I've heard." Coming up later, not in this episode, obviously. Because that would make the most sense given the given the situation. It's like you literally did the same thing for sure. Yeah, I think like women being portrayed as like crazy and hysterical, but they're not dangerous when they're stalkers. Though they are portrayed as dangerous stalkers when it's jealous of another woman for sure which is interesting tyler perry's obsessed yeah or like the one that with Beyonce fatal attraction and... that was tyler perry's obsessed i believe oh i didn't realize he did yeah i believe so obsessed uh, with uh, beyonce and, and idris elba maybe. and ali larder ali larder yeah. yeah and then there was maybe one... he didn't do obsessed and i'm just no, <laughs> making that he up might have but i think um our dear Leighton Meester, Blair Waldorf, Adam I'm Reese. listening. She was in one, right? She was in a stalkery one? Am I wrong? Or Blake Lively maybe yeah, was? No, 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 no. I know what you're talking about. It, you're, you, I mean, but again, we've lived, we, it could be a Mandela Effect kind of situation where you saying that made me think that there was one that I did remember. Well, there, she is in something called The Roommate. Yeah. And uh, the yeah. poster looks like this. So, yes, yeah. this is what you're thinking yeah. of. <laughs> you're thinking of a, a sinister... Oh, Minka Kelly. Wow, all the TV stars of, of the era. Friday Night Lights is Minka Kelly. And... Okay. So, this is... This movie came out in 2011. And here's how I know that. It stars Leighton Meester from Gossip Girl, Minka Kelly from Friday Night Lights, and Cam Gigandet from Twilight. What was Cam? What was he, he was the blonde vampire. Oh, he's still in the hot. first one. The jumper. <laughs> right? I, don't, I don't remember him. Isn't he too. in Jumper? No. Are you thinking of Hayden Christensen? Maybe. All right. Well, now I gotta go to fucking Cam Diggin' to see if he was like the evil jumper or no, something. No, I don't think so. Or Looper. I'm thinking of Looper. He is not in that. No. You're thinking of Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> oh yeah, that was Looper. Who's in Jumper? Cam Gigandet. He is briefly an EZA. Jumper is Hayden Christensen. Okay. What does Hayden Christensen look like? Anakin Skywalker. Oh. From the Star Wars films. I know a Star Wars. You know a Star Wars. We're skipping a Lord of the Rings watch party right now. Uh, You know, I've just, I've seen those films a lot. And I haven't. And I... (laughs) (laughs) What? I just, I just, I, you're funny. You're a funny person. Oh, <laughs> you make me laugh. It's on, it's recorded. Um, I, I've never told you before <laughs> that you're funny. I just like need to hear it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I had to watch it a lot when I was a 
girl dating a boy. For sure. Um, Classic. In high school. I, I don't know if I had to watch it a lot, but I know I had to watch it in a concentrated way, in a way that like... No making out! This is important! Kind of, yeah, kind of. Yeah. And I was like, we there. need to have... Um, I think I bopped this. We need to have sex. And he <laughs> is like, I'm... Was it? And he's like, I'm Catholic, and oh. I'm anxious, and this is the basement. And parents could come down at any point and i'm like i don't care isn't that kind of fun uh, um and he's like no and then for him he's like lord of the rings is a core part of my identity i'm like i get it i'm that way with harry potter and i'm like i care about you and i don't know what boundaries are so i will watch this and pretend like i like it and i watched wow. it and it washed over me mm-hmm I think I watched all of them at some point. It just kept washing over me. And then I watched like 70% of the first one yesterday. And um, I knew going into it. You weren't vibing? You weren't rocking? You weren't rocking with the Shire? I knew going into it. I'm like, I think things about this are iconic. Like Gollum, iconic. Um, Gandalf, iconic. Frodo and Sam, gay as fuck. That's so fun. Orlando Tuts. Bloom, like, hot. Like, there's... Kate Blanchett, exciting, hot. Like, there's things about it that Absolutely. are, like, fun, hot people, cool, exciting, hot, hot. Yeah. But watching it in linearly, it was it was somebody who who's, who's going through something, who was hosting it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're a listener. But they're going through something, and... and You're being nonspecific about everything. You're cool. You're joking. Yeah. And... And I just wasn't in a place where I felt like I could... I'm not in a place where I can receive hobbits right now. <laughs> no, it was where I wasn't in a place where I could... Where I could... I, I didn't want to, like, stand there and justify my stance on... Which is very lukewarm on Lord of the Rings. Sure. Going against someone who's really into it, who's inviting to a thing. And it's like, well, I don't know if I'm free that day. And I'm not ready to talk to you about how I... I'm so indifferent about it. How I am it. made about this. No, no, no. I completely understand you know where I you're mean? coming from. No, like, when someone is like, this you're this is way, obviously... You're this way with Harry Potter. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I'm this way and with, I don't come at you. With so many things. But I right. would have in a, probably in a different period of my life. Probably when we first met, if you had said, like, I don't really care about Harry Potter. When we first met, I was very into Harry Potter. Like, uh, you have to understand that I was super into Harry Potter like everybody else. Like, I did midnight openings for the books. Same. I saw and owned all the movies. I had, I still, in my childhood bedroom, there are Harry Potter posters up. You know what I mean? I have two I tattoos. Was, I was as into it as everybody else. Okay. But then I became an adult, and all that shit happened with J.K. Rowling, and I said, well, I don't need this anymore. Ally. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I said, like, mm, okay, this baby shit, I don't need this anymore. Um, that's the difference between between me and other people at this moment with Harry Potter. It's not as if I don't like other baby shit. Okay, but. okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. I think I was really insecure about you being more, like, woke about not liking Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, but it's such, like, a painful, tender play. It's, like, why I'm gay. Like, it shaped me as a person. I... Didn't Harry Potter's not why you're gay. Yeah, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. That is those are the most straight-washed books of all time. No, not why you're Harry, or maybe it's why I'm trans. Harry, like, <laughs> Harry, like, really helped me, like, figure shit out. Okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take away from your identity. <laughs> and I also didn't kill myself because of Harry Potter, which okay. is, which is a little much to put on any sure. media. 
uh, obviously. But um, knowing that about myself, I wasn't ready to go up against someone who feels that way about Lord of the Rings and just be like, I don't like it didn't I didn't want to have to debate. I just no. like didn't I didn't I, I didn't have I was so tired from like all of the thesis stuff yeah. that I wasn't ready to be like, you're right. No, you're right. No, I know you're right about yeah. this thing and this thing. No, there are definitely things, topics I avoid with certain people or events that I don't mm-hmm. go to because I'm like, I know this is super important to you. I don't like or care about this thing at all. And there's a really good chance that you're going to have a huge response if I say, like, I, I Right. And so, like, and it's not as if I'm being silenced, but, like, I don't feel comfortable, like, experiencing my own emotions in this space, so I'm just going to avoid it. I'm yeah. Just, no, I'm just going to completely circumvent it. I completely get that. Because I'm like, I don't want to have a fight with you about this. Yeah. I don't want this to become a thing. Luckily, it was this, it, it, it I am not romantically, um, like, attached to someone who feels this way right now about Lord of the Rings. But and I don't, be. I might be, um, but I don't have the emotional bandwidth today to have those conversations about Lord of the Rings. I understand. I understand. And I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it here. I feel um, empowered to say it. I think the acting is bad. No, I can't. I can't get behind you. <laughs> I think. I, Anakin, you're going down a path I can't follow. <laughs> like, I just, I, I, I can't get behind you on that. You don't think the acting is bad? No, it? I think the acting is perfectly calibrated. I think it's perfectly calibrated to the tone and the experience it's of that. Yeah. And, and it's I think campy and all fun. of that is part of it and all of totally. that is right on. Totally. And it's exactly calibrated to... It's a fun bad. Well, every... No. <laughs> everything about those movies are perfectly, perfectly calibrated. Yeah, um, to the world that to, it's in. To the world that has been built, to the to the tone of high fantasy, to the exact details of all the armor and all the environments and all the clothing. And and everything is, is perfectly expertly calibrated to a T. And I do think those are like the best blockbusters of the 21st century i don't think anything has come close but i don't care if you don't like them yeah that's the that's where i'm at i find them really boring and pretty and i feel really left out when i watch it Mm -hmm. i think that's part of it i'm just like there's so many i don't know this language it feels like there's so many like words and names and things you have to keep up with in order to like really feel in it yeah and I'm not like I'm in it for the gay shit, so that's kind of what I enjoy about and it. And it, it, if it helps, there's a lot of gay. No, shit. it is. Those, those are some gay fucking movies. That is what kept me going. 100%. Was how gay it continued to be through through the whole thing. Like there were just so many moments where I'm like, oh my god, they're about to kiss, and it was really like, oh my god, a character is about to like die. But I thought it was like they're gonna kiss, you know? Mm-hmm. Like there was. You that, think that a lot? There was like the Ned Stark and then the other guy, and they were like, yep. And I thought they were going to... It's very intense emotional scene, absolutely. But then Ned Stark dies and starts yeah, kissing. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, you're right on. So that... that's... 100%. This is, a, this is similar to the way tying it back into the episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. This is how I feel when I say, like, I haven't seen Hocus Pocus and I don't care to or want to. And people are like, what the fuck? Like, you haven't fucking seen Hocus Pocus? And I'm like, <laughs> obviously, this is very important to you. Uh, I did not watch this when I was a child, so it will mean nothing to me. And yeah. there's nothing that can happen in watching Hocus Pocus that will measure up to your expectations of what I should right. be feeling. And I think there's something about, there's there's power in not having watched the media yet. There's this, like... 
I might still like it one day. <laughs> yeah, there, but there's this, like, you at least, yeah, you have that protection of, like, you haven't formed your own opinion. Maybe if I got around to it. But And then once... people are like, well, why haven't you watched it? And I'm like, you want me to list off, like, 1,300 things that, like, you haven't seen, brother? Because <laughs> we can play this game all day. But then when you've seen the thing... Then you're in danger. Then you're in danger. If I saw the thing... And listen, I can be a very difficult, persnickety person. You know this. Mm-hmm. And I think <laughs> that expectations around something like Hocus Pocus... Where I'm like, if I watch it now, I go into it with a bad attitude. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, like, so fucking, like, great. Like, I have to love Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. That, like, I wouldn't enjoy Hocus Pocus anyway. So why would I watch it? Yeah. I think you'll watch it when it's time to watch it. For sure. I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if Marky Mark is into it. Maybe Marky Mark, like, loves Hocus Pocus and I'll have to watch it, like, every October. And, and that's something I might be willing to do. You know what I mean? I don't think it's something... Of all the things that you would have to watch for... Could be way worse than Hocus Pocus. Way worse. Could be way worse than Hocus Pocus. That's like a totally fun, easy... But it's fine. It's short, right? Like the first one's like short. It's pretty breezy. And you know what? I'll watch it once in earnest. And if it's something that has to come on every October, it's like fine. As long as you're fine with like me doodling or something. You know what I mean? Or like I'll sit here and watch it. I'll play my little Nintendo Switch. And we're experiencing this together. But I don't need to watch it like every year. Again, making this up about Marky Mark. I don't know how they feel about the movie Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Do you know anything about their media taste yet? A little bit. We're, we're learning. We're figuring out. They're not as, like, media obsessed as me. So, like, it's a little bit, like, feeling it out a little bit more. You know what I mean? Yeah. What things have you explored? Well, we've rocked. They just watched the rehearsal. Okay. They and, really liked it. Okay, cool. Uh, which is interesting. They found it really interesting. We They, they sent me a message because I asked them, like, oh, what's your, like, interpretation of the finale? Because I feel this way, but my friend feels this way. Um, so, we're, so we're learning that. But, yeah, they're just not as, like, super fucking into it uh, as, as I am. So, like, the taste thing is, like, different. They love Survivor. Oh, yeah, I know is, a lot of people. Which is not something that I've ever really I know like, a lot of people with. who are really into Survivor right my, now. Both my roommates are, like, super fucking I've Survivor obsessed. Yeah, I've never, I've like, never seen a full episode it. of Survivor. But I, I feel people, like I'm going to. I feel like I will. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I, I, people, I know people who are throwing Survivor parties this year. Yes. Like, my, my roommate hosts a weekly one, like, at a bar. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a whole subculture. Totally. Of people who love and are obsessed with Survivor. And I fell into that subculture of Bachelor, which I never thought I would do. Mm-hmm. But now I'm in it, and I understand it, and I'm deep in what they say, what they call the pit. I listen to this podcast that breaks down every single action that happens in The Bachelor as if it's a sports game and well, sports fun. play. That's kind of fun. Because it is so formulaic. Absolutely. That, and like to just like a crazy degree of formulaic that they have their own lexicon, but everybody in the show has to pretend like... They're in the process to find love. Right, and the so, fantasy suite, like, yeah. that happens every year. We all know it's coming, but yeah. we have to pretend. We have to pretend, like, maybe this girl won't make it in for this reason. Yeah. And I've been stealing a bit from that show recently where I just keep walking into spaces and going, because recently this Bachelor, and I think the one before it, like, the first few episodes, like, looked around and in, in the room and goes, I know my wife is in this room. And so recently, I've been going into spaces and being like, I went into like a young person's AA conference in New Hampshire, and I walked in and I was like, I know my wife is in this room. And then I went to my first strip club last night, and I was just like, I know my wife is in this room. Maybe your wife was in both rooms. I bet. That'd be sick. A sober stripper? Oh my God, best wife ever. (laughs) Or a sober person who loves strippers. Well, I was with a bunch of sober people who love strippers, so... 
Anything's possible. Any, but they weren't at the conference. I don't know. Mm, but maybe they were. Maybe they were, and I didn't see them. Exactly. You just didn't clock it. But there, yeah. I I watch. I listen to this podcast every week that like breaks down every single thing in The Bachelor. And has like lexicon for it. They have like a creature of the week. They have a most valuable <laughs> player. They have face play of the game. They have. This like, is great. Yeah. That's very fun. It is fun. Yeah. And they wrote a book, How to Win the Bachelor. And oh, apparently someone this season was caught reading the book in the show, but they didn't, they edited it out. Of the, <laughs> of the that's episodes. kind of incredible. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of amazing. Is there like a video version of it? Because I would love mm-hmm. to see them like actually draw on like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, like sports commentators do. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, anyway, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, everyone's being, like, a little baby or whatever. Rebecca has a friend group, and Paula has a new friend, and, like, we are adults who just, like, cannot deal with the fact that, like, our friend has another friend. Like, I just... Very high school. Yeah. And, like, the, like, dot that, like, Paula got an abortion and Rebecca handles it terribly. Which they've been, they've been couching for, like, a few episodes. Yeah. Like, obviously that's some kind of, like, building thing. But we're doing this, like, TV protagonist thing where we're, like, making our friends abortion all about our us. You know what I mean? And that's I'm just starting to get sick of... I'm sick of protagonists. <laughs> yeah. Only uh, ensemble shows from Due now. Due to antagonists only. <laughs> Crazy Ex-Girlfriend has made me only want to watch ensemble shows now. But I it is... I prefer an ensemble show. Oh. You know what I loved? What? Which we're going to learn for the last Oh, when they did the dance. When they did the dance. <laughs> uh, you loved the Maya. I love the Maya. Uh, I, one, I like that these two are like having fun. Finally. Together. Like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing the... so annoying. We're not doing, finally burst that bubble. We're not doing the Jerry thing oh, with, so annoying. with Esther Pavinsky. Her character's name is Kate. Oh, they Maya, already, They already did it with Karen, and now right. they finally are... It, like, Too many happened. Jerry's yeah. running around in one office. I'm glad that we that we're putting it away. Uh, uh, at one point, Maya will call Daryl D Money. I guess she didn't do it this time, but I always think it's very funny when she calls him D Money. Yeah, it's cute. Like, in her they, little voice, it's very cute. They actually hashed things out because it was getting mean. It was getting stupid. Really, like personal and mean. And yeah. she's awesome. And so it's time to watch her shine. And I'm glad we Absolutely. finally got there because she she's stepping up. She's great. I think Spoilers, I've, she'll I, never get a song. I think I've listened to her, or maybe I've seen her TikToks. I've seen her TikToks. She doesn't get a song? No, she never gets one. She huh. participates in some group numbers, but she never gets, like, a solo song. She has a funny person. TikTok bit, the actress that plays her, Esther. Esther Povinsky. Um, She has a funny TikTok bit where she's like, I have, like, a bunch of hot girl friends in L.A., and so I'm kind of, like, in the know about, like, what really, really hot girls are doing. So she does bits <laughs> of, like, what, like makeup and things at Erwan, the like the whole foods of la okay. and like and like what like the hottest trends are of the hottest girls in la are and it's just funny because she's sort of like an insider oh that's funny she's the mole she's the mole the yeah mole the hot girls like from the reality tv show the mole yeah which did come across the roku not too long ago whoa across roku city right now we're in roku city space we're in roku space you like roku space it just does space, which is nice. I feel like you could set it. Sometimes it does the city, though. Sometimes it does Roku City. Every time I'm over, it does Roku Space, which I'm fine with. Maybe I have knows. Apple TV, so it's just like landscapes. Yeah. Just like real landscapes. Yeah, my yeah. I used to have Apple TV. I'm trying to see if there's new things. But no, it's the same every time. Trust me, I've stared. I've stared at this for many hours doing a podcast. Here, <laughs> it's the same every time. It does kind of like shift. So yeah. things are happening at, like, different timings. Yeah. Or, like, the, the Starship Enterprise here will be foregrounded or backgrounded. 
Um, but it's the same. Yeah, I was just hoping they had added things, but not yet. No. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, the we do, a, we do a trapped in the bathroom, uh, trapped in the closet pastiche. I mean, it was uh, when we're trapped in the bed. It doesn't go on long enough. The bit about trapped in the closet, it goes on forever. If you're going to do it, you have to do it a long time. And it wasn't super funny. No. And it was so brief. Um, and yeah, the I lines just... weren't funny. No. Yeah. If you're going to do that bit, it has to be really funny. And it it has to be funny. And it's... Doing a parody of Trapped in the Closet is really tough because it's something that's honestly wilder than whatever parody you're going to put on. So it kind of defeats its own purpose. Yeah. You're never going to top Trapped in the Closet. That's not one of my favorite Weird Al songs, Trapped in the Drive-Thru. At least he commits to the running time because that song is like 12, 13 minutes long. Uh, But it just, you're never going to be crazier than Trapped in the Closet actually is. Yeah. Where like, you know little people strippers are leaping out of the closet like that's who was hiding in there. Like, it's just, you're never gonna, you're never gonna be wilder than it. Have so you ever just been even try. trapped in a, not, like... Have I ever been trapped in the closet, like, in my small town in Missouri? <laughs> where I didn't feel, like, comfortable being myself? Is that what you're talking about? No, like a literal closet, actually. No. I have. Normally, when I'm in a, if I'm in a closet, I go, ooh, I can go, I can open that back up. But you've been trapped in the closet. Is it story time? Um... I guess I don't know. I mean, our I don't know if high stories are funny, um, but the key one was pretty good. <laughs> that was that was a good one. I wasn't high though, but the yeah, I I used to especially in high school before I knew quite the depths of my um, mental illness. Um, mm-hmm. I used to do quirky quirky things, and I would crawl into small spaces all the time. Um, and sometimes I would be uh, closets of parties. Um, but one time in college, I got super high and uh, trapped myself in the closet in my mind. So I was like in a little ball in a panic attack in the closet. Um, and I couldn't open my eyes because of, I don't know, like the, the demon, whatever was around me. Um yeah, and I was screaming, but inside my mind, and I couldn't. I had like per, like sleep wow. paralysis. Yeah, and I couldn't get out. Waking paralysis. I think I was found in the. Closet. Well, that's good. So the way that people have described like terrible like shroom holes, yeah, is what or like acid trips is what I have experienced smoking marijuana. Shroom hole. Uh, so we're on Paula's side of this fight, right? You and I were both yeah. kind of feeling that, like, yeah. pretty supremely. It was, like, Rebecca... To the degree that I'm, like, having a hard time with, like... Sympathy for Rebecca. <laughs> Rebecca at all right now. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, really just kind of over her. A little bit. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, because obviously we love Rachel Bloom, and, and, you know, I feel like... I feel like it's intentional, like, what they're... I think the writers know... That, like, she's being, even for Rebecca Bunch, like, very unreasonable and unpleasant. Um, or that it's gone on for, like, too long. Yeah. It's been, to, like, put up with. Exactly. We've kind of, like, crossed some sort of threshold here. But, like, these two are having a fight. And Paula's like, you're never around. I can't rely on you. You don't listen when I talk. And I'm like, yes. Like, yes, you are in, you you are correct. Uh, and we kind of like, it's not as if Paula has never done anything wrong, but like we kind of address that 
last season, you know, like we really, with the capers and the schemes, like we, and her taking it too far. And I feel like we really addressed that. And so now it's just like Rebecca just being like a judge, just being like a bad friend, just being not around or attentive. Are capers the, um, like the, the little green cap- guys? Yeah. Are they related to the, to, to, the, to schemes? To schemes. Yeah. Every time you do a caper, yeah, a caper is created. Okay. So that's where they came from. That's where they come from. And that's why they're so sour. <laughs> Because their schemes gone wrong. Because their schemes gone wrong. Okay. Because their plots that have that have spoiled. I love a caper with a lemon chicken. That's a really it's a really nice flavor. Or like uh you know if you get a bagel, lox and cream cheese. Can't some ca- oh, Well, yes. Well, if one if one does, I'm allergic. Our beautiful listeners. It'll kill me. I'm not gonna give you this <laughs> this bagel. Um, even though you're begging for death, please <laughs> you can kill me by allergic reaction. With a with a bagel and lox. I know that's how I'll go, so you might as well, <laughs> might as well do just now. <laughs> get release the suspense. It sucks though that I know I'll probably die of something that is just so simple in Stupid. this life. <laughs> just food. It's so annoying. But so it goes. That'll be a terrible way to die too. Absolutely. Yeah. unpleasant nasty way to go nasty way to go uh but yeah we're fully yeah rebecca threw the worst party of all time and she's like paula you didn't even give this party a chance and i'm like it this was not a party this is not a party and it's not the attendees fault if you throw like a bogus ass night you know what i mean yeah. like you gotta eat your own mistakes here and like uh, paula did her best yeah yeah yeah, because, like, the texting her friend, I'm like, yeah. I We've would all just, done I, that out of the party. I would just read that and be like, ooh, that's, uh, I feel that's awkward. That's on me. Yeah, I feel guilty and bad that I didn't. And then I would, like, make up excuses for myself about, like, why it wasn't. But I wouldn't, like, put it on that person, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Know. She's being, I mean, you know, and, and when we're hurt, we lash out at others, as as Daryl does twice in these two episodes, but does apologize for and, and mm-hmm. have a certain sort of, like, amount of amount of looking back on himself and realizing his own behavior, which Rebecca refuses to do. Yeah, character development is good in shows. Big and, fan. And stuff. I'm getting bored, though. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I do like Valencia's fun arc. I'm excited. I think so. Fun, yes, the way they're Valencia. playing Valencia is not understanding like what fun is or how people interact. Yeah, and like asking is like, oh, is this normal at like a girl party? <laughs> like, uh, uh, terrible events happening and spooling out. Yeah, it was very funny. It was that is me. funny and relatable. Funny. I felt through the trans and non-binary lens. Absolutely. Constantly. Is it? I was wondering when it was happening. I'm like, is this a little like? autistic coded do you know what i mean it's i mean it's definitely what i yeah i think in a, in some ways it is or at least neuro, neurodivergent or yeah. masking or mm-hmm. like that is how i experienced girlhood was being like is this what we do <laughs> <laughs> is this what girl do? is this what we're okay girls just want to have fun you say do, is this when i call you <laughs> yeah bitch like i felt like i was acting all the time yeah. and was like is this when we are are we giggling like that part i was like yeah like i get it yeah yeah very fun very fun bit i think it's a fun character trait for this character who really wasn't allowed to be fun or funny for like a whole season that like we're making her into a character yeah character that we would like to follow and uh yeah i think we're just i think we're both ready for like a rebecca bunch paradigm shift here 
Yeah, and she's a great sport considering how fucking annoying Rebecca is, is about being everything. Given. Now Valencia is like the f- the fun one to watch. Absolutely. Uh, with Heather too. So you're just like, yeah. oh, these two are fun while Rebecca is like insufferable. Being annoying. Being a being a being a being a tough person to be around. Yeah. And she keeps talking about Josh. I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm so sick of it. I know the characters are also sick of it, but like I and the audience also have to hear it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so this, was, this was not the best one-two outing in in the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend canon. But no. um, if memory serves, you know we got some we got some good stuff coming up. We got some good stuff coming around in the in the hopper. I don't have a memory for mm-hmm. anything right now of the canon. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I did watch this all like a year ago. It's it was recently oh, the one year anniversary right. of my having COVID. That's why we did this uh, the whole yeah the whole time. Forgot about that. Ain't that something? Congratulations! Thank you so much. You I saw pictures it. of me in like COVID hotel, like the <laughs> leper colony. I had like my huge shaggy beard, and I was like, "This is this is wild. This is a different person." That was also like the very end of COVID hotel. You caught like the very. I got end like of the it. last booking. It was so <laughs> crazy. It was like done later that I got it like early March. That it would happen like late March. They like dissolved the whole thing last man of covid which hotel. honestly like you I should don't... write a weird a shining yeah a weird shine yeah i someone also pitched me like oh a romance like in covid hotel yeah which could have been fun like oh you meet but you have masks like who is this person yeah you meet at outside time which you have three times a day <laughs> <laughs> socialize you like a dog basically yeah, yeah they let you out in the yard three times a day basically uh where you could walk out in the front of like the the <laughs> The LaGuardia Airport Hotel, like, just doing little laps around or whatever. It was the LaGuardia Airport Hotel. Mm-hmm. That's where it was. Yeah, it was, it was right, because I, it was just convenient, because I lived in Astoria, so it was, like, a very quick, a very quick taxi ride over. Damn. Uh, they sent a regular taxi to pick me up for Shea COVID, for the wow. leper colony, and they, like, drove me over there, and then they, they dropped me off. And I don't, I, honestly, if I had gotten it, like, post-hotel, I don't know what I would have done, because, like, my roommates were not helpful um and i had no one to rely on so i might have died i don't think you would have died i think i would have helped you somehow well thank you i, I appreciate think, that i think I we would that. have figured something could have figured out. something out if yeah. i was like dying and yeah dehydrated but yeah they, they brought me three square meals a day right to my door which so that was that was very nice of them yeah very convenient. yeah i i'm almost at my um one year anniversary of covid too i suppose <sighs> my first covid what are you going to do to celebrate? <laughs> graduate. Uh, <laughs> graduate college. <laughs> yeah, what's the 10th? Um, graduation. No, you're, uh, you're showing. Oh, April. Yeah. Yeah, April 10th. Yeah. March 10th has come and gone. Yeah, but May, like. Is graduate. Yeah, May is graduation. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my plug. If you want to come. <laughs> um,. This will come out before April 10th. So if you are in the New York area and want to check out art from interdisciplinary artists of undergrad and graduates at New York University, there will be short films. There will be installations. There will be performances. There will be weird stuff. I believe I'm the first night April 10th at the Gallatin School. Um, Yeah, just like Google. If you want to see something from Cat. Cooter Keys Scott. <laughs> yeah, maybe that'll make its way into the, into the, into the art somehow. And you'll have to find it. It'll be an Easter egg. You'll Ooh, have to find the for key. For all the real fans. <laughs> you'll have to find the Cooter Key. 
Um, yeah, there's, I don't know what's going to actually make it. I cried today famously, which is one famously. reason why we're chilling today. Cause Absolutely. I was, I was crying earlier over trying to figure out how to do 3d modeling without any <laughs> computer engineering, anything, not even a gaming background at all. Nothing. Um, just trying to self-teach how to 3d model. It is harder than I thought it would be. That's not true. It is just hard. And I knew it would be hard, but I hoped that I would get lucky, and I haven't been. But it will happen, which you will see on April 10th. It's gonna happen. Happen sometime. April 10th. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this has been Crazy X Pod Friends, patreon.com slash TV's Kevin to get these episodes one full week early i only pay a dollar to get in a week early absolutely that's all i'm asking and i do pay a dollar to hear myself absolutely you do because you love listening to yourself confirmed <laughs> it's a toxic you love listening back to your own podcast i listen to this each time i listen all the way through sometimes i listen to it twice when i'm feeling lonely play it to other people <laughs> i do play it to other people sometimes i try to get listeners i'm like hey i'm funny and so's kevin i'm funny <laughs> absolutely uh, and you know, lots of, we got some, we got some plans over at TV's Kevin Lanigan HQ oh. and, uh, you know, we got big things cooking, big things in the at hopper. Netflix? Uh, yeah, over, over at Netflix, uh, we're doing very well over there. Uh, everyone is loving, uh, Wednesday or whatever. Which you haven't gotten around to, but. I haven't gotten around to. I don't need it. to. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, coming up next Thursday, uh, <laughs> just. Thursday is coming up next. Yeah, exactly. Because we did two. the show Tuesday about Tuesday Weld. Then we did oh. the show Wednesday about Wednesday from the Adams Family. And now we're doing Thursday. Uh, for, oh, I'm excited for, for the, Thursday Jones. I'm excited for the Rebecca Black season. Friday. Oh, no, it's going to be big. It's going to be big. It's going to be big. <laughs> Gotta get down on Friday. And, uh, oh, we will. <laughs> oh, we will. Have you seen Rebecca Black lately? Yeah. Meow. Oh, uh, she's, yeah, she's gay. Yeah. She's. She's a gay. Good for her. Gay rights. Good for her. Good for her. Good for Rebecca Black. Yeah, I'm happy Honestly, that's her. the community that, like, would accept her. You know what I mean? Those are the people who are always like, this is camp. Yeah, yeah. Even I'm... before we were really using that word as much as we do now. Yeah, it's always been around, but now it's... it's... always been a word, but it's, like, very hot right now. You yeah, know what I mean? it's very hot we're right now. We're calling everything camp. Like, oh, Moonfall is camp. But I'm like, I don't know about Moonfall. I love Moonfall. <laughs> Moonfall is camp. Have you seen it? Yeah. I love you're like of course I've seen Moonfall. Of course I've seen Moonfall. It was a piece of shit. <laughs> no, it was a 2022 oh classic. It was one of my favorite movies of last year. <laughs> let me let me for fun see what the Rotten Tomato score is. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the the TV's Kevin Lanigan letterbox list for 2022 if that's okay with you. Sure. Uh, and I just I just want to see where Moonfall's at. I just want I just want to see how it shook out for our friends on the moon. I just want to see. It's so good, guys. You should see it with friends. <laughs> get, get, bring the bros over. I saw, Moonfall. I saw it with friends. And we all conspired. Like, we real, we were the only ones in the theater. And then there was another group of friends who were, like, the only ones in the theater. So us two groups were the only ones in the theaters. And one of us broke the ice at some point and started laughing at the movie. And then we finally felt, we all felt safe. So Mm -hmm. then we all were able to sort of like heckle at the movie as if it was like a midnight rowdy show, like a, a, the room situation. And then it was so great. Letterboxd average rating 2.1. 
Yeah. Uh, I saw... That's not good. Uh, I saw... It's great, I, I saw 59 movies in the year of our Lord, you 2022. Did. You did. Guess where Moonfall's at on the list? Probably 58, 57, right? yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's real good. It's but you didn't guys, enjoy it. Good. You didn't enjoy it at all. Uh, not really, no. There's no part of you that took, like any joy out of no i did i don't even think it was fun bad i think it was just regular bad <sighs> in me, my it opinion was, it was such fun bad I i'm was so like, happy for I was, you <laughs> i was yelling to the skies after like this is amazing uh, you were you were looking at that moon you say stay up there <laughs> it was definitely better than cocaine bear for me but i remember nothing about moonfall i remember none of the plot Zero of the plot. I As know the moon falls. Cocaine bear, which you... I remember some of the plot of Cocaine Bear. I remember the, the body count, and I remember like the different groups and stuff. But also, sure. I saw Cocaine Bear within the last month. I saw Moonfall. Sure. Well, in Moonfall, there was a secret uh, robot world inside of the moon. That's right. Oh, genius. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> well, I don't mind being alone. No, no. I'm not afraid of what enters my mind when I'm so low. I'm fully capable of taking advantage of this time. No, I don't mind being alone with my thoughts. Oh, oh, I'm totally fine alone with my thoughts. Check it. Life is so sweet when you take it light. Nothing can go wrong when the sun is bright That reminds me that I barely passed lifeguard school That's why that kid almost died in that pool That's a bad thought Oh, 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 oh I don't like that thought No, 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 no Chill out The breeze in my hair, everything is free Nothing wrong with you, nothing wrong with me what happens if I get sent to hell? Will it be like that time I tore my ACL? That's another bad thought. Oh, no, 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 no. Thought bubbles in my mind. Popping thought bubbles from time to time. I used to like guacamole, now I don't like guacamole. What if I stop liking other things I like? Like what if I stop liking my mom? If it worked on guacamole, it could work on my mom. And now these thoughts are tapping me on the shoulder. I'm like, one second, bro, I'll be right over. And now the thought and I are fighting in a bar. And I can't beat the thought because he's super swole. Because the thought hits the gym more than I do. If I can't even hit the gym, how will I ever be a good father? Whoa, 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 whoa Gotta dial back these dark thoughts Dark like Edgar Allan Poe, 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 Poe Oh, these thoughts Complex like videos by LK Go, 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 go I just wanna chill on the lawn Like the Obama's dog Poe, 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 Poe Cause I can't be alone With my thoughts